0: I'm joined today by Zach Summerscale, of Babson Capital, manager of the St. James's Place International Corporate Bond Fund since launch in April 2010. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today, Zach. Thank
1: you.
0: After a relatively quiet period for the region, what's your take on the Eurozone at the moment and how is it affecting your investment decisions overall?
1: So our view on the Eurozone really hasn't changed over the last couple of years. We've always thought that they would sort out the euro crisis, that actually the political will was there for them to keep the eurozone together. But there are still some fundamental problems in Europe, there are still structural issues, and I still think this is going to be a low-growth environment for the foreseeable future. And we make investment decisions based upon the fact that we don't believe there's going to be a significant amount of economic growth coming out of the euro region, even though some of the recent economic data has been relatively positive.
0: And so what does that mean in terms of the allocation between Europe and the U.S. at the current time?
1: Um, I mean, we're actually overweight Europe really on the basis of the fact that we're getting much more attractive yields on the European side than we are for what we think is equivalent risk in the U.S. And the real advantage of credit is, is unlike equities, you don't need to buy into a huge amount of growth. This is mm-hmm. about ultimately getting your interest coupon payments and, and the money back at the end of the day. And we think in a low growth environment, actually, European credit looks extremely attractive to us today.
0: And to some extent, could you argue that the fact that it is relatively low growth and therefore volatility is capped, it almost creates a safer environment for a bond investor than a market exhibited by high volatility.
1: Absolutely, that's right. And, and particularly when you've got low growth, what you, you find from the management teams behind these companies is they are pretty prudent in their decisions. They are not spending a lot of money on capital equipment. They're not spending a lot of money on acquisitions. So the, the credit quality is getting better and better over time. And as a result of our risks are going down because of the low growth within the environment, where you see companies tend to take on a lot more debt is when they're extremely optimistic about economic growth. And clearly, that's what we saw in the mid-2000s when we saw some of the credit bubble popping. We don't see any of those kinds of signs today.
0: And from the management teams you're talking to, one reads in the press about quicker pickup in the US than, than I think has been exhibited in Europe. There's clearly still a certain amount of problems in in Europe. Is, is that the evidence you're seeing from from the companies you're talking to?
1: Yeah, we're certainly seeing better growth from our US holdings than we are. European ones, but mm. are they, the counter to that is clearly we're also seeing them be more willing to take on debt and, and re-leveraging up their balance sheets in the US than, than Europe. So we're not necessarily getting all the benefit from it in terms of the economic growth coming out of the States today.
0: Right. And the issuance market, what, what does that look like in uh, US, Europe?
1: Well, what we've seen recently has been the trend continues of the fundamental problem behind European banks, the fact that they are capital constrained. So there is still a huge amount of of loans to refinance, and that clearly has been the driver of issuance, particularly in in Europe. So we're seeing, for instance, European high-yield market year-to-date about half the the new issuance has been senior secured paper, and we expect that to continue. Whereas in the US, actually, you've seen senior secured paper go from 25% of the market, new issuance to about 15% today, because the loan market is so much more active there. Big technical difference between the two is in the US retail investors can buy loans it's it's allowed regulatory wise in Europe because of the USITS regime you're not allowed as a retail investor to buy loans and really senior secure bonds have stepped in to fill that gap of retail not being able to buy the loans in the market today.
0: And does that mean that, therefore, the coupon rates that are available to you as an investor uh, and, therefore, the yield that's available to to our clients, is it is likely that's going to continue to be quite attractive?
1: And that's certainly our view. So we're still – our portfolio today yields about 7%. We think that's extremely attractive. A risk return paper for a first secured piece of paper on very good quality cash flow generating companies. And we expect actually the, the price to remain or the yields to remain very attractive because of the amount of refinancing that we think is still needed from the European bank balance sheets.
0: Okay, let's go on to talk about a few of the, the companies in the portfolio if we can. I know you've recently added holdings in Liberty Global, which is a telecom uh, operator. Could you possibly explain what attracted you to that particular bond?
1: Sure so so Liberty Global is a consolidator of the European cable market so these are Dutch and German cable companies so that they're, they're equivalent of of Virgin Media that we have here it's it's those types of companies across the continent and these are extremely cash flow Generative, and we're seeing very uh, attractive uh, yields relative to what the risk is. These are these to us cable companies now have become much more like utilities. In fact, that this is something that people want to have, will pay the bills every month, and has extremely solid cash flow. It's so very attractive to us from a debt perspective.
0: And I know you also own a, a position in Taco, which is a which is a clothing retailer, and and clear evidence from the high street is that some clothing retailers have been struggling quite a lot there's been a lot of problems with for, for, for uk clothing retailers what attracted you to this particular holding
1: so so taco is a is a german clothing retailer it's a kind of value chain it's equivalent of, of a, like a primark in in germany so that kind of low price point attracts us to it it's actually a bit of a contrarian play for us at the moment in the sense that actually it's had some weak results purely because of weather there was a huge amount of snowfall in germany that meant that the bond price went lower and we took advantage of that to add to the position there's a huge amount of equity behind our position this from apex who bought this company a couple of years ago and are very committed to the company so we don't think we think the risk reward on this is very attractive currently
0: and i know you've also invested in a couple of uh, financial companies cabot and now i I don't think they're familiar names to, to our listeners. Firstly, perhaps you could explain what they do. And also, financial services companies have been the type of holdings that, that other investors have ignored or found difficult to include in their portfolio. What attracted you to these stocks?
1: Sure. So, both Cabot and Lau are companies that are, are not banks. They, they buy portfolios of debts from banks and from mobile phone companies and other consumer credit. And then they go to recover the debts. So, so this is very much uh, an actuarial type analysis. They don't have leverage balance sheets other than the money we're lending them. So, it's very much a cash flow driven business. Very easy to analyze. And we just thought these have been significantly mispriced. We've made substantial capital profits as well as having a very high running coupon on these. And we're still it's still one of our top picks in terms of of sectors. We don't invest in in banks or anything where we do not have full transparency of the cash flows within the companies.
0: And I want to finish up by talking about uh, the prospects for, for bond yields and the impact on, on your fund going forward. Clearly, we've seen a sharp reversal in bond yields. Uh, the 10-year the UK Treasury went over 3%, I think, uh, uh, very recently. What impact does that have? In terms of your ability to find good investment opportunities, and, and therefore, what do you think about in terms of the prospects for the for the for the holdings in the fund, and therefore investors in your fund?
1: So, I mean, it's very topical in terms of interest rate expectations rising. That uh, that we've seen a big move in in ten-year yields, of across- course and treasuries and bonds. The real attraction for senior secure bonds is it has very short duration, which means it has very limited sensitivity to interest rate moves. It's about three years. So everybody talks about the 10-year move. It's actually three years that we have sensitivity to. So you just haven't seen a big impact today. Also, part of the increase in yields is clearly because people believe economic growth is picking up. And historically, if you look at the correlation between economic growth picking up and credit spreads, Credit spreads tend to come in at times of economic growth, so a lot of any interest rate rises are offset by the improvement in credit quality of the companies. So you've seen positive returns in the Senior Secure Bond Fund year-to-date, whilst you've seen negative in investment grade or sovereign debt purely because the credit quality has improved at these companies and that's offset some of the interest rate rises.
0: It sounds like a pretty pretty attractive environment for, for investors in the fund.
1: Certainly our belief, and actually the, the higher interest rates go in the longer ends of the curve... These companies tend to refinance every three years. So we, the new coupons will be reset higher as they come out with new paper because of the increase in expectations of interest rates. So over the long term, actually, increasing interest rates are good for fixed income investors. Everybody focuses on the short term, but the longer term, the returns actually in the fund will go up as a result of higher interest rate expectations.
0: That's great. That sounds cool. Thanks very
1: much. Thank you.
0: Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.